Wow, what a morning. For those of you that live east of I-5, you now get to see the type of storm that shuts down California. So uh, I have a question for you. What are the two questions that kill breakthrough innovation? Anybody want to take a stab at it? Inside of your enterprise, what are the two questions that kill breakthrough innovation? Who, who's going to pay for it? Will it sell? <laughs> Actually, all of these are true. But really, the two first questions we hear are, what's the return on investment, and when am I going to see it? So it's like a, it's like a rally at an anti-innovation protest, right? What do you want? ROI. When are we going to see it? Now. <laughs> New microphone. All right. So it makes me wonder, why is it that you know, the antis always have better slogans than the people that are in the pro rallies? What do we want? Breakthrough innovation. When do we want it? As soon as we're done iterating through our build measure loon, learn loop. You know, it just doesn't have the same resonance. But so why is it? Why do those two questions kill breakthrough innovation? And it's because it makes the innovators feel sucky. So we actually, we go out and we find people, we take them out of their existing role, maybe a product manager, and we say, listen, we're gonna put innovation in your title, and what we want you to do is go find breakthrough innovation. We want you to think outside the box. We want you to operate outside of the local maximum. We want you to think something, think big, think bold, have a big vision. And then these people come back in and they're all fired up, they've got some ideas. Oh, what's the return on this investment? If I invest in this project, what's the return gonna be? I don't know what the return is. Well, when am I gonna see some sort of revenue on this? Oh, I don't know, this is like breakthrough stuff. We don't know the answers to those questions. You can even use Lean startup principles. I'm telling you, you can even use this process and you come back in, what's the return on investment, when am I gonna see it? And this innovators are like, well, well no, I thought you wanted me to do something breakthrough. I, I, what did I just do to my career? Right, I'm no longer a PM, I've got innovator in my title, what, what's, what's gonna happen to me? All right, you know, let me, let me go back to my, uh, Excel spreadsheet, let me see if I can figure this out. And he goes off and he's like, go build his PowerPoint because that's the way we decide on, on the, the projects that we're gonna fund. And in order to answer those questions, you must look at existing markets, right? So this is the classic innovator's dilemma. In order to answer the questions about return on investment and when you're gonna see the revenue, you have to look to existing markets. We've just effectively killed breakthrough innovation. So, how do we change this? Well, you come here, right? You come here and you learn the processes. But it's not just about the processes. It's about the people. And so what we have to do is, yeah, we need to come and learn how we're going to build experiments, how we're going to create a, a hypothesis, how we're going to go through our assumptions. We have to do all of these things. We have to learn this. That's why some of you are here. But we also need to create the people that are going to go back to the organization and teach. We have to go and find the people that are gonna help us enable this sort of experimentation to be done. So we have to look at the capabilities of the company. We have to look at the internal organizations, the internal processes. We need to look at uh, uh, 
the, uh, the people that are doing the uh, legal, right? We need to look at the finance. We look, need to look at compliance. How do we get these people on board in, or, in order to enable this sort of experimentation? And then beyond that, we have to go and find leaders who are going to empower the employees to do this sort of experimentation. So it's, I like to say, it's how do we teach people to mentor, not just manage? So over on the breakthrough innovation side, we need mentoring. Yes, we need to continue to manage on the more sustaining innovation, but we need people that are going to be you know, teaching people how to persevere, how to break through the walls, how to not pivot too early, actually. right? And we need to start building these cultural institutions in order to empower, to have a safety net, to have the people's backs, to have the innovators' backs in order to create safety. So it's about the people. And this is also why you're here. This is why you are the lead hero, right? It's you that needs to go back to your organizations and educate, enable, and empower. And so this was actually the theme of the workshop that we did on Tuesday. So what are some experiments could we run so that we could send people back to their organizations with some ideas, with some experiments, to start building these systems, to start empowering, to start enabling. And so I actually, I want to bring up on stage Carlos Oliveira of TELUS, who ran some experiments, and we want to share some of the results that we did in one day in, in our workshop here. Carlos. Thanks, Brent. <clears throat> so just uh, one of the things that we ran in the workshop, was, which was fascinating, was that we were actually using Lean Startup principles to introduce Lean Startup practices back in the organization. And one of the challenges that, um, that we were looking into, specifically my team, was how do we actually balance search and discovery with execution? Uh, we looked at it from the perspective of our customer was innovation teams working within organizations that had primarily execution cultures. And the problem that they were actually working on or that they were encountering was that a lot of the supporting and functional team members, there was a lot of internal processes and procedures that were really hampering them from being able to actually um, run lean startup practices such as experimentation, for example. And so one of the solutions that we were testing was you know, if we had a workshop where we could actually bring in some of these functional teams and some of these supporting team members and taught them some Lean Startup practices, would that enact change within the organization to be able to help innovation teams move faster and deliver value to customers sooner? Um, and so one of the things that, you know, from our perspective, our leap of faith assumption was that even just holding a workshop would be enough to, to really enact change. And so what we did was um, we looked at it from our hypothesis we had a number of folks here at the Lean Startup Conference who had already been at a workshop, at least for half a day. And so our hypothesis was that, you know, if they had um, attended a workshop, they would have maybe some tangible, concrete tactics that they could take back to their organization and implement. And so we said at least 80% of them should, you know, have something tangible. And so we actually got out of the workshop, or got out of the building, and we went into the lobby. We interviewed a, a number of people. We went out to um, the food trucks as well and interviewed them there and asked them, you know, how, how is the conference going so far? What workshop did they attend? Are they from an enterprise organization? And uh, was there something tangible that they could actually take back, you know, and implement within their organization? It's funny, actually, one of the first people that we talked to, they were like, absolutely not. There's no way in hell that my department will be able to implement this. And I was like, what? 
and then uh, you know we asked, well, what department are you from? And they said finance. And I was thinking, uh oh, this is not good. This <laughs> is going to be a problem. We're not going to have you know the numbers that we're looking for. Um, but in, and then you know interviewed another person, and one of the things that they said was that yeah, actually they did. They attended the innovation accounting. There was something that they could actually take back. But one of the things that was missing was they weren't exactly sure how they were going to implement. And I think back to Brant's. Um, uh, comment that he made earlier, one of the things that this individual that resonated with them is that in a previous organization, some of the innovation teams and innovation champions actually were very um, distraught with some of the barriers that they were running up against to the point where they were actually losing a lot of really key talent within their organization and that was something frustrating for them. Um, you know, so we continued on and we interviewed other folks and in the end, there was actually 75% of the people had some really good, concrete, tangible things that they could take back to the organization, but one of the things that was still missing was how do we actually implement this piece? So from our perspective, you know, we identified the fact that, okay, we're gonna have to pivot here because the workshop itself is not enough to, to really be able to enact change within the organization. And so we decided to actually pivot on the solution itself um, and, uh, and start kind of as a team coming up with some other experiments that we could actually run. Great, awesome. So as uh, you pivoted to a new solution, so are you gonna bring this back to your organization? And if so, would you, what's the next experiment you would run? Yeah, so one of the things that we talked about was, um, you know, what's stopping us from actually taking some of these functional and supporting team members and embedding them directly on the cross-functional innovation teams and seeing if that would actually help uh, reduce some of those barriers. Awesome, thank you very much, Carlos. Uh, thank you, Brent. So this sounds like, a, like maybe sort of a light idea to experiment, but we, we actually mean this. This is something that you can run back in your organization. So one of the common things that we hear is, well, how do you get started? And just like everything, just like things in the entrepreneur world, there is no blueprint, right? There's no one way to get started. This is sort of the lean hero's journey. And the way you get started is to get started. It could be something as simple as, you know, forming a meetup group that talks about lean innovation principles. So people recognize Joseph Campbell. Do we have Joseph Campbell fans in the, in the room? The hero's journey, right? So all, just about all Hollywood movies follow this particular trajectory. So you start off, you're in the, the lower left, and you get this call to adventure, right? So you, there's a, a, a book about, uh, you know, the Lord of the Rings, uh, the book about the ring shows up and, and you're like, you hear this lore about the ring and you're going to like, oh, that sounds like awesome. First thing you do, though, is like, ah, eh, that's not really for me. I'm not sure I'm going to I'm going to go take this quest. So you refuse the call to adventure. Then Gandalf shows up at the door and you've got the, you know, this mentor that's driving you to it. So then you go off and you have your first win. You have your first excursion. And that was pretty cool. You know, and then you start going through all of these obstacles and you have to find your allies and you find your enemies until you arrive at the supreme ordeal, right? And it's the big thing that you have to overcome in these movies. They win. And if you notice, like, in almost all Hollywood movies, the star of the movie uh, dies or actually pretends to die at the end. You know, that's like they're lying on the ground, their eyes closed, they've just won the battle, but they didn't survive it. And you know, every single time they open up their eyes as if that's gonna be a surprise to the moviegoer, they get up and they're all good, you know, cue uh, Jason Bourne music, bang, and off they go, they're, they're uh, on to the next movie, right? So the idea is, of course, that, that uh, after you've been resurrected, then you need to bring this newfound knowledge back to your organization. So this is the same journey. It's a long journey. Lean startup in the enterprise, doing continuous innovation is a long journey. 
And you're going to start off just by running your first experiment. And then you're going to find out that nobody cares. And then you're going to find your mentor, or maybe a leader that says, no, you've got to keep persevering. This is the right way to do it. And then maybe you get this small win. And then the, as you start going through these different obstacles, legal says no. Compliance says no. Marketing says you can't use our brand. And so there's this business revolt. And this is the big obstacle that you have to overcome. And you've found your allies, your leaders, and you've been providing evidence. And as you provide evidence to the leaders, what you find is that you're actually training the leaders to view your projects in different ways. And so finally, you overcome the big obstacle, you overcome the business result, and somebody has a, a pretty good win, right? Somebody saves the company millions of dollars, or you find a new product initiative, or you're solving internal processes even, and you have this big win. And afterwards, you're like, you have this little dip, right? And the little dip is, oh, wow, you know, it's, it's uh, I'm kind of bummed, you know, I'm the one that brought this in here, and yet it was somebody else that had the big win. And then your resurrection is that you realize that it's not about you, that it's about having an organizational impact. And then your version of, you know, sort of returning with the elixir, uh, the final stage of the hero's journey, is that you now go and teach these capabilities to other people. And that's what leads to this organizational change. And that's what leads to transformation and hopefully this continuous innovation that gets, gets you to the point of uh, sustained growth. So why take this on? You take this on because your company needs you. The world needs you. It's true, actually. The, by everybody focusing on creating value, you lower the cost of value, and then you get to spread more value to more people. That is actually what raises the, the standard of living. So it's potentially hugely rewarding to you. It's hard, but it's fun. It's empowering. You get to be creative. It's inspirational. You get to find new people that, that are like-minded around you. So this is your call to adventure. And so you can join uh, join me at my table at Moves the Needle if you'd like to come by and talk about your particular obstacles you're facing or take our little assessment to see where you are. But really, this is your call to adventure, to take what you learn here and go back home, educate, enable, empower. Thank you very much.